coming to you, undead from the crypt. This is Adelaide Horror Podcast with Zombie Joe. <laughs> Welcome to the Adelaide Horror Podcast. This is your host, Zombie Joe, and today it's episode 14, and it's Ho 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 Horror, and it's our Christmas special. So I'm going to be reviewing 2019's Black Christmas by uh, Sophia Takao and written by April Wolf. So this was this was kind of a harder group of movies for me to find um, this year because. I don't know. There just wasn't a lot of horror movies around Christmas that I liked. I know it's probably going to, you know, upset a couple of people, and they'll ramble off a couple of hundred, you know, Christmas movies that they know that are really good horror films. And Die Hard is a horror film, so I can't really put Die Hard in. Is that I can't cheat and review Die Hard as great as that would be, but. Uh, I won't be able to do that, so um, I really kind of fumbled around uh, quite a lot of movies until I got to uh, the, um, I'm listening to Lucas King at the moment on YouTube, which has got a one hour Dark Christmas uh, orchestra on YouTube, so the music that we're listening to in the background is not mine, It's it belongs to uh, Lucas King, and uh, so definitely check it out, go onto YouTube and check out the music it's it's pretty good in the background uh it's got a very very spooky santa claus on the on the screen which i like and it's just going to get us in that right vibe for a creepy scary christmas so i i move on um so yeah look there's a lot of horror movies around christmas or directly aimed at christmas uh whether it be a creature like krampus or something like that um i personally struggled to try and find a horror film that I thought was good enough to try and review around Christmas. I've got streaming platforms like Stan and Prime Video and you know YouTube and um, Netflix and really tried to kind of push to see if I can try and get anything and I couldn't. I just I, I just couldn't like there was there was some movie one movie I lasted, I'm not joking, probably two minutes because the script was that bad and the acting was worse. Uh, and I was like, nah, I'm out. See ya. <laughs> no way. So I tried to review another movie and it was the same deal and I thought, geez Louise, like I'm, I'm really stuck to see what kind of movie that I liked that was um, to do, like a horror Christmas uh, special so I was thinking okay so I kind of didn't really think about it. a couple of weeks went past and I kind of came across Black Christmas now Black Christmas isn't there's another horror movie called Black Christmas and it came out 10 years before that uh, in um, in uh, 2009 and it's got Michelle Trackenberg I can't pronounce her last name you'd know her from um, Eurotrip that was, uh, and also she was the younger sister of Willow in Buffy. Uh, the, um, that wasn't Willow? Yes, no. She was, no, she was the younger sister of Buffy um, in uh, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
so uh, to put a kind of name to a face kind of thing with that and um, she was in a yeah like I said 2009 she was in a horror movie called Black Christmas and that was basically a deranged killer goes to a sorority house starts murdering all the girls in the sorority house and it's at Christmas so 2019 however if you fast forward um, to this movie it's still a bunch of young ladies in a sorority house it's set around Christmas time but the movie isn't like um, an escaped asylum person deciding to slaughter you know a bunch of teenage like a bunch of college girls for fun this is it, it's far more um, a bit more intellectual than that um, so I'm not 100% sure if uh, Sophia and April did that on purpose the the uh, director and the writer the, both Sophia and April wrote and direct um, uh, Sophia and April wrote the script and Sophia was the director so I wasn't sure if that was done deliberately that she kind of looked at Black Christmas 2009 and said okay instead of having the sorority girls running all over each other um, I haven't seen it so but instead of scrambling around hiding in a panic and getting picked off one by one how about we make the girls a bit more empowered and uh, fight back uh, against it so when I started to watch and I sat down and started to watch Black Christmas the opening statement that came out on the screen I thought was a bit unusual and I paused it and read the weather in its entirety so I wrote it out for everybody so it says here uh, a man possesses powers so formidable they can only be considered supernatural with proper education men uh, can wield these powers and go forth into the world and this was this statement was was made by Calvin Hawthorne who is the founder of Hawthorne College which is the fictional college in this movie Black Christmas so you kind of get an idea that um, there's a bit of a male misogynistic undertone going on with this with this uh, college and so basically it's more like to do with all the men that go attend to this college uh, will get looked after and the ladies are kind of uh, put to the side so that this kind of felt like this movie was a statement to towards male misogynism um, and it kind of got me thinking as well, uh, which I wasn't really planning to do in the middle of a horror movie, especially a horror movie set around Christmas time. My last thoughts were kind of about male misogynism, but I ended up thinking about it in the middle of this movie, and it made me kind of go, oh, hang on. Like, uh, you know, I, as a man, I didn't feel off-put or felt attacked or anything like that. I think what... Sophia and April did was make me kind of realize yeah it's it's still alive and kicking unfortunately in 2020 um, it's just the good thing about 2020 is that we've had this kind of shift in in the um, in society where we're starting to become more aware of it now like our generation especially the next generation are starting to become a bit more tuned to it like I said in previous uh, episodes, I'm not going to use young people terms like woke. It's just not going to work coming out of my mouth. 
and probably I'll get it wrong and end up saying yolk and it's just going to sound really terrible. So I'll just stick to words that I know, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, so it made it made me aware of what was what was happening enough and, and I've noticed that you know the next generation's way more in tuned with what's happening and and will speak out a bit more about it and um, are not shy in doing so which I think's great um, so that was the real kind of surprise for me for black Christmas and that's kind of why I sat back and said you know what I'm gonna make black Christmas the the Christmas horror film it's set around christmas time but the horror movie itself isn't about christmas like it's about a an event that happens during christmas um so so yeah i thought that was that was pretty cool and yeah so i thought that was pretty cool um the the cast is really well done uh, it's the cast a lot of the actresses haven't been in like major movies this is kind of like their first major movie a lot of them have come from tv shows a lot of them have done uh power rangers uh like the tv shows and things like that so i'll go through the cast now and uh and start so we've got some internationals uh in the cast so the main character um uh riley is played by imogen puts and so she is a UK actress um, and she's the main character in, in this movie and who we follow throughout this movie and the journey that she takes in battling herself and her PSD because of a incident that happened to her um, at a frat house involving one of the college boys. So, and again, it just intertwines with this male misogynistic kind of society that this college seems to uh, endorse openly, like not hide it in any way. And this particular class of of the sorority sisters are starting to become aware of this and start speaking out. Well, one starts heavily speaking out, um, and the other girls agree with her, but at the same time, socially, they 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 find it awkward when she's spruiking this, uh, this anti-male uh, misogynistic kind of tune, uh, all the other kind of girls are going, look, we agree with you, but call it, you know, lower the volume down. We've got a, we've got a kind of uh, survive here too, and you're making everyone notice us, and it's making our time here a bit hard. So there was that interesting kind of social where the ladies agreed, but at the same time, were kind of going well we've got to graduate and we've got to live our lives and we can't because of this thing so it's a real life kind of struggle what's going on there and I thought that was an interesting take that I noticed what was happening in this film so there was a lot of little mini things that I was picking up in this film and I was thinking wow it's just not a, a straightforward kind of slap what this movie reminded me of was if um, Scream and Urban Legend was based at Christmas time in a college. That's what I thought it was. That's what it reminded me of the two movies together. Uh, it had that in thing, and so it is described as a horror thriller um, uh, mystery. So, and I agree with that. Those three genres. It does cover those genres, all three. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, so yeah, we've got um, the other international uh, actress in, involved in this is a, uh, a girl from New Zealand, so Zoe Robbins, who plays Una. 
so her name is O-O-N-A, that's, so I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it, Ona, um, and so she's, yeah, she's um, a New Zealand actress and is known for her TV shows of being in Power Rangers for a year in one of the series there, and also the Shinaria Chronicles, which you can find on Netflix. I thought that was really good, that it's um, kind of a fantasy uh, TV show, it was, it was really, really good. Uh, we've got Elise Shannon who plays Chris and she was in the Charmed TV show for 11 episodes. Um, Chris is the outspoken um, student that I was talking about, um, really kind of petitioning heavily against Calvin Hawthorne, the founder of the university, even in, in one statement said, you know, he's a white guy, he had slaves and we're in the north, you know like this is how much of a piece of shit this guy was and he he had this complete thing that women didn't have uh, a say in society whatsoever or a position either like they were just completely submissive to one side seen but not heard and that's what this character this calvin hawthorne um saw how he viewed women and so this college that was founded in 1819 so you know a so years later have still got this kind of like i said this male misogynistic undertone through the whole college and and the boys are kind of getting the they kind of move around the place with the same kind of attitude as whether you know everything's handed to them and the girls have got to work a bit harder for it and um kind of stoking the fire of this and encouraging this behavior is the professor who is uh professor gleason and professor gleason is played by carrie uh Il Ilwus. i actually i just know him as the guy from princess bride <laughs> like that's that's all i that's all i know you know i just know him as as you wish you know that, that's that's it i can't pronounce his last name too good so anyway carrie he he plays the professor now considering that he's kind of the heavyweight actor in this whole entire movie like i said princess bride anyone kind of 45 ish down into their 30s will kind of know who what princess bride is uh the movie um but also he's been in some other stuff he's he's a he's, he's a fantastic comedian as well he was in robin hood prince of tights that was a ridiculous movie it was it was really funny but ridiculous at the same time and he also did some psychological thrillers of Kiss the Girls, and he was in the original uh, Saw. Um, so that's that's kind of the heavyweight kind of acting that he brings to this to this uh, to this movie. He plays a really sinister, not all douche, really really well. You just you just don't like the guy. The moment he comes on screen, the way he carries himself, this kind of, you know, you're all here to serve me, but especially the girls are here to serve me even more. Attitude is just, it's well played, it's, it's well acted, and the casting for him was really well done. I thought it was really good that they picked him to do that, because he just pulls it off really, really, really well. Um, and then you've got the kind of, the boys that are a part of this kind of fraternity. Um, I'll get into the girls a bit more now. So Lily, uh, Lily Donahue plays Marty. 
um, she's done some T-Rex appearances. You you would know her from the Goldbergs, Grey's Anatomy, and Jane the, Jane the Virgin. Uh, and then we have Melanie Adams, who is Helena, and you'd know her from Immortal Engines and Power Rangers as well. So these are the these are the girls that are kind of uh, in this environment. At the start of the film, we we see another uh, lady um, <clears throat> called Lindsay, and uh, Lindsay is played by. Sorry, I'm just. Just excuse me for a minute. So Lindsay's played by Lucy Curry, and she's on the phone to um, to Una, played by Zoe Robbins, the New Zealand actress. And they're on the phone. They're, they're conveying to and fro because she's she's on her way uh, back to the place, and she was supposed to meet up with Zoe, but it's not coming over. So they're having a discussion, and then once the discussion finishes, she's walking in the dark in the snow by herself, and it's dark and um, there's a gentleman behind her walking quite a few uh, a f not close but close enough to make her aware like and, and we've all had that moment where we're walking but girls especially um, at night time it's it's very scary uh, it's 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 a very real scary thing um, and uh, not feeling not safe um, and that's a shame but yeah that's that's kind of the vibe that's occurring while she's walking while she's walking she so she starts putting keys in her she starts pulling her keys out and putting keys in between her fingers so almost like making this knuckle duster of keys um, and uh, and I thought wow that's pretty that's powerful kind of um, to statement to see like that's how she feels like about walking and how vulnerable she feels uh, and then she gets this text message and it's it's the app is called yip yap so it's obviously made up for the movie but it's kind of a like a messenger kind of facebook messenger kind of style um messenger that she gets and it's the face is the bust of the statue of calvin hawthorne the founder of the hawthorne college and it's kind of like got this emoji of a ham and a, and a pig and and then there's this other kind of squeak underneath and it's like what is i think i can't remember it was something like what is a pig squeak like you know what's the pig making there's some kind of sexual kind of jab at her uh that she thought was kind of weird she didn't know who sent this message to her um and as she turned around the guy was on the phone at the same time so it's almost like is this guy sending the message like is it is it him doing it and she's not 100 sure and then suddenly he just turns off and walks somewhere else and so there's this kind of oh okay like it, it's not what's going to happen so this is kind of the opening of the movie so you can kind of get a gist of how this movie's kind of gonna go um and then this is when we start meeting other characters after that there's a scene and then there's other scenes where you start now introducing characters so what i'm doing is i'm cutting out major spoilers or twists and turns and that kind of stuff so i'm not going to include that in this episode like i usually do in my other episodes so i'm just going to leave that as that is i'm not going to go any further so uh, the male character, the male cast in this movie was pretty well done. Um, we've got um, Ben Black, who plays Phil. 
uh, you'd know him from the TV series Rome, uh, Roman Empire, and he plays Brutus. Um, he's the kind of head of the pack of the douche jocks, and uh, that's enough said. That's yeah, pretty much who he is. You've got Simon Head who plays Nate, and Nate is the boyfriend of uh, Marty. He's played by Lily Donahue. Uh, and Lily, uh, Marty is friends with Imogen. They're very close, the girls. Um, then we have Caleb uh, Aberhart. He plays Landon. Uh, you'd know him some TV shows, uh, Marvel Defenders he was in. Uh, he was in Happy and he was also in Law and Order SVU. Um, he's the love interest of Riley, the main character. Uh, so he kind of is slowly approaching her and saying, you know... Um, with some of the stand against this male uh, domineering culture of this college, a few times he stands up and and, and and approaches her very awkwardly and unsure how to do it because um, after this kind of anti-male rant has kind of come along, he's now a male approaching the girl saying, you know, I really like your speech, I thought it was good. And the girl who was giving this talk is kind of looking at him going, what are you why are you saying good on your fault? Like, why are you accepting, you know, why are you congratulating us for standing up for ourselves? Um, that's the kind of vibe that Chris is giving. But, and he feels awkward about this, but he just wants to go to Imogen and say, you know, I, I'm, I feel for you, you know, I'm here to support you kind of thing. And uh, there's kind of a love interest, I don't know love interest, but he's, he's interested in her um, as well. Um, and she's kind of, I think, interested in him uh, and uh, so there's this kind of shy awkwardness amongst the two, the two characters throughout the film, which is uh, which is nice. And um, yeah, so <clears throat> and then we have uh, Riley McIntyre who plays Brian, and he plays one of the other jocks in this. So at the very start of the film, we see a frat boys initiation ceremony going on cloak and dagger fires burning torches and we see the the calvin hawthorne statue and these uh uma Ma or what i don't know what they're called but the the greek um the greek alphabet you know the alpha mega uh symbolisms on these banners and stuff so you can kind of work out with enough american movies that you watch that this is kind of the frat house and this is part of the ceremony that they're going to be a part of and it's all evolving this statue of, of Calvin Hawthorne so um, that's that's what that is as the movie progresses on there's a scene in the lecture theater where uh, Professor Gleason is starting to talk he answers the question uh, he, he poses a question to him uh, to Riley and Riley answers and he's going why are you assuming it's a male that said that and so then you discover that it's actually a female author and the way she wrote it was that she sounded male. And so everyone just assumed that it was a male that wrote it, but it was actually a female author that wrote it. And, and so the point that he was trying to dig at her, it wasn't really a, a point of, you know, oh, how fantastic is this? It was, he was directly having a jab at her going like, you know, like not every girl is on your side kind of thing you know they some some women want to be submissive or whatever and so but he did it in a really um smart arsey kind of way that he was he's that he is that he is his character is very smug so in a smug 
dig at at Imogen uh, at, in Riley in front of the class, he kind of has a crack at her through this statement and just kind of makes her look stupid. And and Chris uh, is like fuming. This like triggers her majorly. Um, and so while she's walking, that's when she's done the whole. There's the whole reveal that the bust of um, Calvin Hawthorne had been ripped out of the campus and moved um, away and um, that she petitioned heavily for this because of the fact that he's massively um, um, misogynistic but he was also very pro-slave he was he was a racist he was a sexist like you know this girl just rambles off the list of you know what a complete piece of shit this guy is and uh, and that he you know he, he created this school and now the school's got this kind of underlying uh, environment that, you know, and it just rubs her the wrong way. And, and so she gets all her friends involved in, in trying to tackle this, um, this issue and try to change the, the uh, attitude of people there. But it's kind of hard when the, the boys that are going to this college are clearly from well-off families and it's all heavily buried in tradition uh so you can't really turn the titanic on this one like this is it's uh heavily hundred you know 100 plus years ingrained attitude um and so forth and so in one of the in one of the spills that professor gleason does in the film as well he goes this is where we make our men with this belief that they can control and be the dominant sex and they go out into the boardrooms they go out into society they go out into hollywood they go out into this thing and they then they spruik this mentality so forever and ever and ever the male will be put forward uh and the females will be put down so i'm I'm kind of like as this movie went on, I was like, "Holy shit!" I didn't really like realize this was kind of where they were going to go with this, and I was really, I was impressed. Like, I just thought, "Wow, you know, yeah, it's got the scary elements in it, and it's in a scary, and it's set around Christmas, but it really made you think, like, as well, and it really um, highlighted what was going on um, in this." fictional movie with fictional characters but the the problem is real and and it is in society now and there's institutions that do think like this there are men that think like this and then raise their kids to think like this so that's you know it made me think and that's why i really like this movie and that's why i said yeah i'm gonna make this the the film so um anyway moving on so the and this is when the kind of they they the girls have to this is where i kind of got confused a bit because the girls have to get together and write a song it's like this christmas tradition where the sorority girls have all got to get together then and they write and they sing this song right and it's about hooking up with your frat boy uh boyfriend or whatever and having sex and I kind of got confused at, like, I, I don't know. I thought maybe I'm a dumbass and I kind of missed a cue on this one, but I kind of thought it was weird. One minute they were spruiking this kind of agenda and then in the next minute they're all dressed in these really tight kind of Santa outfits and they go on stage and start singing this really provocative song. And I was kind of going, what is going on with this? And then prior to that, though, 
um, one of the girls is attacked by um, uh, by Phil. He makes a massive advance on it, and he doesn't slow the fact down that that's what he wants to do. And essentially, almost almost is at the beginning, like he drugs, like he gets her under the influence quite heavily, and then proceeds to try and force to have sex with her. And so. Um, Riley comes in, notices this happening and kind of breaks it up by saying, oh, you know, the girls are going to do another dress rehearsal as an excuse. And Phil gets massively annoyed by this and uh, and goes, you know, your girls are all the same. You're all teasers and blah, 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 and storms out kind of thing. And, um, you know, yeah. So essentially um, rescues um, Marty from being attacked, like, um, as well having I'll, I'll pause now so basically um, and I didn't say this at the start of the show there's going to be some triggers here with this movie so if um, you know sexual assaults or you know these are things that people have experienced this movie may trigger that because it's um, we find that Riley is a survivor of a sexual assault um, we find that, um, you know, Marty then almost becomes a victim of the same sexual assault um, by the same characters in this, in this movie um, because of this misogynistic kind of uh, behaviour by all these guys. So if these... So if that if that does trigger you, I'd yeah I'd maybe I don't know it's up to you, but I, it's just something that I've made a note of to to kind of uh, warn the viewers of the episode. You know this is the the undertones that we're going to be dealing with. So if that triggers you in any sense, I'd um, kind of reconsider watching the movie because it's it's it goes to that uncomfortable place because. Um, Sophia and April want to highlight that uh, the you know this is unfortunately what happens and uh, this movie exposes that kind of behavior and that kind of culture that happens in real life and um, yeah so yeah moving on from that point um, back to the film so I <clears throat> so they do the song and they cut off from the song so basically the original lyrics in this song then gets changed and Riley jumps in and comes in with that's when I got attacked and all the girls start going whoa like you know and the guys kind of stop drinking and enjoying the song and they're just completely stunned and and so she just lays in with this with these lyrics that are basically calling out the guy that committed the sexual assault and it's the same guy that tried to do the same sexual assault on um, on Marty just a few moments before. So he's absolutely now ropeable at this bit because it's being, you know, brought into the light and exposed. So the girls listening to this song are clapping now and cheering and standing up and clapping and, and egging um, uh, Riley to continue singing and the boys are booing like openly booing about it and throwing food at her and throwing popcorn at her I'm like what the fuck like you know just so it's a and at that point I was like wow they're really yeah the guys don't get it 
you know, it's the, and and I thought that's really well done. Like, uh, yeah, Sophia and April really did a great job, and and just really saying this is reality. Like, this is, you know, how um, how guys not not all guys, but this is how male society kind of brings them up to be in these situations. So, having said that, now once this happens, this is when the killings start occurring. And there's a um, uh, in between this, um, Riley is is moving around and comes across a ritual that is occurring in this frat room that involves the Calvin Hawthorne bust, but for some reason there's this black ooze coming out of the statue, and they're wiping it, and then they're putting it on the forehead of these frat boys or the uh, the pledges. What I can understand. Uh, from watching college movies, the pledges uh, are then getting putting this black uh, ooze gunk on themselves uh, as a part of the, the the situation. And at one stage, one of them trips over, and the guy doing the ceremony says, "Don't break this, or it's it's all over. Like you, um, you know, you can't break the the statue, the bust. Like it's you know, it'd be disastrous if you did that." And you kind of don't know what he means by this. And then as the film goes on, you start to understand the significance of this statue and what this statue is doing. So that I thought was cool because I was just kind of going, where it like, is it just a person knocking people off? And then as the movie goes on, it starts to reveal more and more and more and more. Like, um, and uh, with the statue, the environment, the professor and how this suddenly starts involving all these sorority girls, but not just in one sorority house, in the other sorority house as well, where we have Zoe Robbins, the New Zealand actress, so Una and her housemates are then affected as well. So it's the two sorority houses that suddenly have to defend themselves. Like, um, as the movie progresses on, right to the end where it's it's the it's the uh, flashpoint and and it's uh, the girls have got to start surviving pretty quickly so and this is where i kind of said this is a christmas movie i'm going to review because i that really impressed me at that point because it's everything it, everything else was like you know centered loses his shit and starts hacking people and and, and all this kind of stuff and cramp i kind of went into the krampus and I was like, eh, you know, I don't know. It's just me, you know. Like, I wanted to do um, Silent Night, which is a classic um, slasher uh, movie involving Christmas, but I thought everyone's kind of reviewed this thing. I want to kind of, and like I said, Adelaide Horror Podcast, to kind of look at the next movie in the shadow that kind of will fit in that in that bracket. And that's why I was impressed with Black Christmas and hence why I'm uh, checking it out. So I definitely recommend to check it out. Um, first horror film, uh, yeah, I reckon you could because, like I said, this isn't straight up a horror. It isn't a straight up a slasher. It's a horror mystery thriller. Like, they, it's that, that's how it's described it as. So, so I, th I think, you know, um, you, could, you could show someone that's not uh, uh, in the... Um, necessarily a fan of horror this would be a good movie to kind of uh, uh snuggle up and check out for sure um especially for people who aren't um friends with um 
yeah so i i recommend it um it's it's pretty good for me it was a seven out of ten i i thought it was a really well um made movie it was well paced and then when it started to unravel little bits and pieces in the story i got really impressed with this and i was like wow so at the end when all of it kind of kicks off i was just like yeah like this is this is really really good so i'll know you will enjoy it and uh yeah so that's that's fantastic cool so uh yeah definitely check it out um i thought it was pretty good i think it's available on netflix but i i got it on uh it's prime video it's also available on stand and other streaming services as well um so yeah cool anyway so this is kind of the year end episode uh for myself um i can't believe it's already been a year uh that um i've been doing uh the shows so i'll be doing uh episode 15 will be the uh one year anniversary show of uh, adelaide horror podcasts and i'm going to be reviewing adelaide um horror so uh to celebrate the one year anniversary of adelaide horror podcast so i thought i'd go local and uh yeah kick off the year with some uh, locally made horror films so yeah looking forward to that uh, looking forward to some um, time as well with uh, my family and uh, for Christmas. So uh, I just want to uh, wish everyone a Merry Christmas with whatever uh, you're going to be uh, celebrating this year. So I hope you have a good time with your family and friends and uh, catch up and slow down and have a few beers and, and uh, you know, say thank God we survived 2020. <laughs> I think that's everyone's going to be, that's everyone's kind of theme and uh yeah and then new year's eve will happen and uh we'll rock out pretty hard uh knowing that we can say adios uh to 2020 and you know yeah double tap 2020 just make sure it doesn't come back <laughs> like <laughs> kill it and then tap it again like so that way it just does not come back so uh yeah we'll just write the year off so yeah just wishing all you guys uh, a happy and safe christmas and uh and new year hope you celebrate it well uh let's have some good vibes some good vibes into 2021 and uh yeah i'll see you at the next episode and uh cool so i'm zombie zombie joe and stay scary and merry christmas